Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. Today I'm coming to you by myself, as Hobbs wasn't feeling well, so there's no opening question. I'm just going to introduce myself real quick and jump into the topic. I'm Alex Newman, found on Twitter, at Mel underscore Chronicler. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and today's topic is self-care, or specifically self-compassion. Um, specifically, I wanted to talk about taking care of yourself during these difficult and tumultuous times. Uh, I'm recording this during the COVID pandemic. I say hopeful that people will be listening far enough in the future that the pandemic will be in the past. Um, and But we've also had a lot of civil unrest after protests against police violence were unfortunately answered with more violence. Um, self-care is a topic that we have talked about a lot on the cast, both before and after the COVID outbreak began. But... I want to narrow in on a more specific piece of this. I, I want to, something that I myself am working on, but I want to talk about self-compassion. Um, it's often easy for us to tell others and, and to give others a break and to feel, you know, compassion and re- for other people, but it's harder for us to do that for ourselves. You know, it's easy to help someone take care of themselves, tell them that they need to take care of themselves, but it's much harder for us to do that to us. So, I'm going to uh, then execute a perfect transition to our story topic, which is, well, now I'm going to take another transition. So, there's a lot of fun conversations in in the Magic community about color pie identity. Um, We've talked about it on the show. We're going to do it again, I'm sure. But a version of these conversations that I haven't seen and something that I think the community should be talking about, and I will do it more on this cast is not just talking about where we fall on the color pie, but also what we can learn from other colors that don't necessarily fit us very well. And, and before I go into that too much, I do want to say if those conversations are happening, please point them out to me. I'd love to be wrong about that. I haven't seen them, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Um, but so today's story topic is I, I want to talk about a piece from a, a color that definitely does not fit my my color pie identity, but there is a definitive piece that I, I'm trying to learn from. So for myself, where I'm at, um, I'm white, is, is really where my color pie philosophy fits for sure. And there's definitely other elements of other colors. Red for sure, I would say, probably some blue. Um, but I, what I want to talk about today is something from black. Um, A core tenet of Black's color pie philosophy is that each person knows best how to take care of themselves. There is an extreme end to this where folk will do harm to others for their own benefit, but what I'm talking about is on the small scale here. People being empowered to take care of themselves because they're in the best position to know what type of care they need. Also, I think you can see where my color pie bias is in that I immediately have to address and then back away from the harmful elements of that philosophy I'm sorry for that tangent, too, but, you know, it wouldn't be the Goblin Lore podcast if we didn't have tangents, even with just the one, even with just one host. Anyway, bringing this back to self-compassion, this isn't just about you knowing the best way to take care of yourself, which is important, but it's also about you and and also about me. I'm talking to myself here as well. Um, Extending to yourself that same compassion and the same understanding that you extend to others. Um, kind of on this topic, something that I come back to, that I've been coming back to a lot lately was something we touched on in our cognitive distortions episode. I think back in April or maybe May of this year, 
we talked about should statements. Now, you, you can't see the air quotes that I made, but believe me, they were there. I hadn't realized uh, until we covered that topic how many should statements I was carrying around, how many things I felt that I should be doing but wasn't, how many things that I needed to have done that just weren't done, and really how much of my cognitive load every day was being taken up by going over lists of things that hadn't been done, and then how much more cognitive load was taken up doing an imperfect job trying to box that list out of my focus just so that I could engage with my day-to-day life. So I want to read a clip from that article. Um, this was kind of the starting point that Hobbes brought to, to build that episode, and I think this piece speaks to the should statements. Um, another particularly damaging distortion is the tendency to make should statements. Should statements are statements that you make to yourself about what you should do, what you ought to do, or what you must do. They can also be applied to others imposing a set of expectations that will likely not be met. When we hang on too tightly to our should statements about ourselves, the result is often guilt that we cannot live up to them. When we cling to our should statements about others, we are generally disappointed by their failure to meet our expectations, leading to anger and resentment. So, I mean, obviously there are things that need and should and would be nice to get done in any given, you know, day, week, month, whatever. But this is about carrying those expectations for those that are that are just too high and taking time to recognize that not everything will get done, and that's okay. Carrying those high demands causes more stress and takes more mental energy, which just makes it harder, e- even harder to get everything done. Um, I think in, in some ways this relates to kind of the all-or-nothing cognitive distortion, which we also talk about there, which is kind of like, you know, if you're trying to eat more healthfully or quit smoking or something, um, and then you do something you shouldn't, you quote-unquote fall off the wagon again air quotes that you can't see um the the idea that now all of a sudden all is lost you've totally failed all this hard work has been erased but that's not true like and and that is just kind of harmful and it causes you to quit something that you so anyway this is about understanding that you can only do what you can do and, and kind of giving yourself that compassion. And I'm sorry here, I do want to take a quick aside. So you can only do what you can do is a, is a tautological turn of phrase, which I love big fancy terms like tautology, but the whole point of language is to relate complex ideas to one another. And so those, those terms can help by compacting a large idea into a term. But if people don't know what that term means, you aren't relating those complex ideas. So let me explain that very quickly. Um, Tautological phrases are expressions that repeat a part of themselves. It is what it is, for example. Um, Or, is the the phrase I like to do, you say you can only do what you can do. Um, I understand some folks hate these in particular. It is what it is, is cliche at this point. It's overused. It's often used to dismiss reasonable things, people trying to examine stuff. Um, I'm not trying to defend all of these things. I'm just saying that as, as a whole, I like these statements because it forces us to re-examine the words that we use sometimes. To, to take a random example that isn't this, but like the word breakfast is an English word used to describe the first meal of the day, but it, it literally means you are breaking the fast of the night. As in, you know, in this, in this context, the English word fast being used is 
a period of time not eating, not other meanings for that word. English is weird. It has words that mean multiple things. But anyway, the whole point of the reason I like these tautological phrases is if you're examining, you know, it is what it is. It forces you to examine the fact that whatever it is you're talking about, this is its current state. It doesn't matter that it would be different if X had happened or if Y hadn't happened. This is where it is. Now, if you acknowledge that, we can move forward and try to make a change. And I'm sorry, that's a huge tangent. So let's get back to the actual topic of self-compassion. Um, I'd also, I, I want to talk about, there was one other thing that really helped me crystallize this, this topic idea into an episode that I, I could talk about here. Um, there's a writing convention. I talk about it a lot on the, the cast. Um, it's a place where I've gotten a lot of good information and help with my own writing. And just I the, this topic of writing just fascinates me, the craft of it. Um, but this, this convention is called 4th Street Fantasy. It happens in Minneapolis every year, but except for this year because of, of COVID, so it was canceled. But the, the organizers of the event and some of the people who would normally be on panels um, decided to record some panels, quote-unquote, as podcasts so that they could kind of put some stuff out for people and, and, and even them get together. And, and it's, it's a space where we love to collaborate and, and talk about craft. And so... Uh, we're going to put the link to these in the show notes. There's four of them. But we, um, a group of friends and I who go to this uh, particular convention decided to listen to, start to listen to some of these panels online together. We found a good way for us all to kind of listen in real time and then, and then talk about it um, through Discord. And so yesterday we did this. Well, yesterday for me. I have no idea what time it'll be for, for you because that's the time travel fun of, of podcasting. But so we got together and we listened to the episode, This is Fine, Making Art While the World Burns. Um, it was a fantastic episode. I really recommend you listen to it. And, and anything else, if you're, you're interested in the craft of writing, there's an episode about meals and hus uh, in, in writing and an episode about hospitality and fantasy. And it's, it's interesting stuff. But this particular episode, um, I think our group was intending to listen to multiple panels but we listened to the one-hour panel and then spent over two hours talking. Um, it was a wonderful conversation, and these are these are friends of mine who I see every year. And unfortunately, we don't live in the same city, so I only see them once a year there at this convention. So it was very nice to to get together and talk to to all of them. Um, but one of the things that came out of this conversation that was really important was there was a lot of good personal conversation about how we were all dealing with this isolation for the social isolation, both, well, more than both personally, professionally, and creatively, and, and, and in other elements of our life. Um, and for me, what the big thing that really came out of that is, is we were all really in a lot of different ways. We were this self-compassion. I don't think the, the term really came up. I, I got that term from Hobbs and I was talking to him this morning, trying to come up with a good term to condense what I'm trying to talk about here, but each one of us really talked about where we were being overly hard on ourselves, where we were creating more stress in an already stressful environment. And because we were in this big group of friends, we were then each able to help that person kind of walk that, walk through that and start that process of self-compassion, start the process of, of giving ourselves permission to, for instance, work on fanfic, 
rather than writing something that we could try to sell because the professional brain needed it or giving ourselves permission to take a break creatively to to do things like read more which which i mean is is a topic of the podcast too um that can help refill the well there's there's a lot more to creating than just the process of writing itself sometimes taking a break from that writing to refill the well through watching shows and consuming stories and other medium can be helpful but sometimes you know you even need to take a break from that and and we were able to kind of help each other work through our particular pieces of that um and and one specific thing that i, I want to bring up too that someone mentioned that i hadn't really contextualized but um we need to keep in mind that even basic things these days like going grocery shopping that used to be something super easy do it on the way home from work do it when you know when you get low on stuff you just run out and grab a few things but that is that comes with a greater level of stress these days because you've got to make sure you have your mask and especially i know in, in minneapolis now there's we have an order to everybody is supposed to wear masks which at least for me helps a little bit but Especially before that, you have the, the stress of, well, if you're wearing a mask but no one else is, you're still at risk. But So there's just so much more involved in this process that used to be small and everyday. And, and it's easy to keep in scope the large-scale things. I, you know, all my conventions are canceled. I can't travel to see this. I can't go see my parents. But even the small things are adding to that level of stress and adding to that load and so it's it's important even more important to give yourself a break and, and work on being kind and compassionate not just to those around you but also to yourself um so to to close this episode out i, I want to share something from an article that hobbs sent me this morning while i was working on this episode and, and bouncing stuff off of him um, this article will also be in the show notes. We've got, we've got all this stuff collected and, and we'll get that in there. But this is an article called How to Cultivate More Self-Compassion uh, by Alison Abrams. And here's a bit near the article, including a quote. Psychologist Kristen Neff was the first person to measure and operationally define the term self-compassion. She describes self-compassion as kindness towards the self, which entails being gentle, supportive, and understanding. Uh, quote, rather than harshly judging oneself for personal shortcomings, the self is offered warm and unconditional acceptance. Close quote. Um, in other words, this is still the article, being kind to ourselves in good times and bad, in sickness and in health, even when we make mistakes. Having self-compassion means being able to recognize the difference between making a bad decision and being a bad person. When you have self-compassion, you understand that your worth is unconditional. Um, and something Hobbes notes is that this article continues on to, to draw a difference between self-compassion and conceit, which perhaps is, is a deeper end of, of black spectrum. That's a thing that maybe we talk about in another episode. Um, so I would encourage you to go read this article. We, you know these other resources we have in there um i think with this i'm gonna sign off I th right now you know i know there's a lot of terrible stuff going on but please don't let yourself add to your own burden hi all hobbs q here i thought that we might do something a little bit different with kind of this episode after i had had a chance to listen to alex's great introduction to the concept of self-compassion and to see what he has been able to do with this episode 
he approached me the morning that we were going to record and a day that I was not feeling well. I was not doing well. I was, I'd been ill. I'd not been sleeping well. And I was pretty hard on myself, but I also knew that it was not a good day for me to record. However, Alex had been talking about this article for quite a while. Uh, well, this podcast that he mentions, this um, element from the fourth street that is about creation in the time of COVID. Uh, how do we create in this period of basically where there is a push to be content creating in some ways or that there is a push to be doing this stuff and not necessarily being aware of our self or how to care for ourselves because there is so much ability to have should statements and could statements and feel that I should be doing this because I have the time now and not recognizing that just because you have time doesn't mean that it's time that you can use effectively. And I bounced around this idea with Alex of self-compassion. Um, this concept that a lot of us are actually very compassionate people. But when you ask a room of people to define compassion, oftentimes what you are going to get is these definitions that relate to others. They are going to be the definitions that relate to being gentle on other people, being understanding the mistakes that they make, to be supportive, to be loving. And oftentimes, people do not include themselves in that sense of compassion. And a lot of times they don't feel that they deserve compassion, something that they would reserve for other people they're not as open to do for themselves. This is actually one of the things that we kind of see a lot of, I would say, in just working with people with everything from substance use to depression is those sense of worth, but those beliefs that other people are deserving and we are not. Um, one of the tools that we often use is kind of trying to use, you know, solving your problems or working on your problems through other people's eyes, because then you might be able to separate yourself a little bit better to be able to see that compassion that you are deserving of also. To this end, I actually thought that a nice thing to do for today's episode would be to introduce a loving kindness meditation. So this is something that you can find online if you're the type of person that wants to go look for different versions of it or people doing it. But I thought that I would kind of run us through a loving kindness meditation. So this is something that should take about 10 to 15 minutes to do. I'm going to be doing a shorter, more abbreviated version of it. But this is the idea that this is just something maybe that you can try for yourself, even if it's just listening to before bed. These are the types of things that I oftentimes will listen to if I've had a rough day or things that I will put on at night. You know, I'll find a good one that I like on YouTube. You know, it always finds, it can be helpful to find somebody whose voice really matches yours. A lot of this really does come down to that kind of fit. There's tons of options out there for these. You can look for guided meditation. You can look for deep breathing exercises, any of this. But I specifically want to do one that is called the loving kindness meditation because it really is aimed at this idea of self-compassion. So the first step for any of these is always to just kind of get yourself comfortable wherever you're sitting. Kind of feet on the floor, legs none crossed, and just kind of get yourself into a comfortable position. If you feel comfortable, you can close your eyes. If not, just pick a place that you can kind of stare at just to kind of focus your attention. And I want you to just take your breath. Just want you to breathe in and breathe out. Just breathe in 
and breathe out. Continuing with this, just focus on your breath, clearing your mind of worries, and just bringing your attention to your breath as you breathe in and breathe out. There's no need to change or manipulate or counter breathing. All I want you to do is notice and pay attention as you breathe in and breathe out. Now I would like you to bring your attention to conjuring up the image of someone who is close to you. Someone towards whom you feel a great amount of love. This could also be a pet, it could be a family member, it can be a friend, but basically anybody that you can think of that you have a strong affinity for and strong emotions towards. And I want you to just sit and picture that person and notice how that feels. Notice the sensations that you're having in your body. You might feel warmth or openness or tenderness. But I just want you to continue breathing and focus your feelings as you visualize this person, this animal, whoever this is. As you breathe in, I want you to imagine that you are breathing in those warm feelings. And as you breathe out, you are sending those back out towards that person. Breathe in warmth and then pass it on to the person that you're thinking about. Silently, I also want you to repeat these phrases. These are just some examples. I find that you can use any variations or kind of any almost mantras or just statements that work for you. But I want you to just repeat these phrases as you're breathing in and you're breathing out to yourself. May you find happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you experience joy and ease. May you have happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you experience joy and ease. As you repeat these phrases, I just want you to be breathing in and breathing out, sending those feelings of happiness, warmth, and love towards the person or whoever you are thinking of. Now I want you to take a time to picture when this person or this animal, this friend, whoever, was suffering. Maybe they experienced an illness, an injury, a difficult time in a relationship. I want you to notice how you feel when you think about their suffering. How you feel in your heart. Do those sensations that you had when we were thinking of the love or the warmth change? Do you continue to feel openness and tenderness? Are there other sensations? Sorrow, grief. Continuing to breathe in and out, I want you to just visualize that loved one. And again, 
extend out your love, your gentleness, your compassion to them. This time I want you to think of the phrases, may you be free from suffering, may you have joy and happiness. May you be free from suffering, may you have joy and happiness. Now I want you to take these same feelings and I want you to visualize yourself. I want you to picture yourself and it can be when you've had a time that you have suffered as well or when you were in conflict with someone that you cared about or you didn't succeed. You felt that you let people down. You feel that you left yourself down. I just want you to kind of picture a time when you were suffering and notice how that feels in your heart. The sensations that you get in your body, aching, sorrow. Just as we wish for our loved ones suffering and pain to end, I want you to think about the same thing to ourselves. I also want you to realize that you are worthy of happiness and worthy of love. So I want you to think as you're breathing in and you're breathing out, may I be free from the suffering, may I have joy and happiness. May I have, be free from joy and suffering. May I have happiness and joy. And like I said, you can come up with any types of phrases that work for you. I am worthy. If you're thinking of others, they are worthy. However it is, I just want you to make sure that what you're applying to others, you're also then turning around and applying to yourself. Now I want you to just take a little bit different and think of somebody that you neither like or dislike. Somebody that you may see in your everyday life, a classmate, another player across the table from you that you don't know well, but you see them, stranger on the street, maybe somebody you see at a store regularly. And even if you're not familiar with this person, I want you to think about how this person may suffer in their life how they may have conflicts with a loved one or may have suffered illness, how they may have failed or feel that they didn't live up to themselves. I want you to take this image, visualize it as best as you can, continuing always to breathe in and breathe out, saying to yourself, may you be free from suffering, may you have joy and happiness. May you be free from suffering. May you have joy and happiness. Again, notice how this feels in your body. How it feels to send those, those vision or those vibes, those emotions, that light from you out into the world towards other people.
Just continuing to breathe in and continuing to breathe out. Always just taking that time to focus on your breath as you repeat to yourself, may you be free from suffering, may you have joy and happiness. Now I want you to visualize someone with whom you have had difficulty in your life. Could be a parent, child, an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend, a roommate, co-worker, whoever it is. I want you to picture someone who you have had negative feelings for in the past or maybe struggling with due to conflict. And even if you've had these negative feelings and emotions and this strife and this conflict, I just want you to think of how this person may have suffered in their life. The conflicts that they may have had with others, the suffering that they may have experienced. I want you to notice right now, does this feel different? Do you feel warmth and tenderness? Are there other sensations that you might be feeling, whether it's resentment or still that underlying dislike or that conflict, just notice these sensations, what is happening in your body. And I want you to continue to visualize this person as you breathe in and breathe out. And again, repeating to yourself, may you be free from suffering May you find joy and happiness. May you be free from the suffering. May you find joy and happiness. Notice any changes that go on as you try to send these feelings out into the world. As you notice them yourself, does it change your own emotion? Does it change the sensations that you're feeling in your body? May you be free from suffering. May you find joy and happiness. Now that we're at the end of this exercise, I just want you to send some final time wishing to end all suffering. Suffering for all the beings in the world. For that suffering to be relieved. Just as I wish to have peace and happiness and be free from suffering, I wish this for all beings. Just as I wish to have peace, happiness, and to be free from suffering, so do all beings. Continue to just sit there, breathing in, and breathing out, thinking of the compassion that we have been discussing here for others, and also to recognize the compassion that you are allowed to have for yourself. Thinking, I want to be free from suffering. I deserve peace. I deserve happiness. I deserve joy. I deserve to be free from suffering. Breathing in 
and breathing out. Now slowly bring your attention back to the room around you. Bringing your awareness away from just your body to your wider surroundings. Feeling the chair beneath your legs. The sounds that you may hear in the room around you. And when you are comfortable, open your eyes and come back to the room. So I just wanted to take this time to thank you all for sitting through this being kind of a different episode, you know, taking even the fact that we're splitting this between Alex and I, um, because we wanted to get this out. And it was very important for Alex to be able to get that piece that he had written down. And when I listened to it, it just struck me at why we're doing this cast and why this cast is so important and why I just love and appreciate working with Alex and with our guests and just everything that's been going on in the world and with this cast in particular and for us in the last couple of months. Um, once again, you know, we are the Goblin Lore Podcast. I, I'm Hobbs Q. You were, heard Alex at the beginning. Um, we will be back again. Um, our next episodes are going to be back with uh, our friend Chase, who's coming on to talk about depression. We're going to have her on for another one of our good mental health episodes. And I also, again, want to give a shout out to Grinding Coffee Company, which is a black-owned LGBT-ran coffee roaster. You can find their information on our uh, page. We're going to be adding them into our outro at some point. But I just want to make sure that we're giving them a shout out as they are supporting gamers. And their mission statement is just, it's very important, the work that they are doing for black creators and creators of color and, and women. And we just want to support them. And like I said, if you want some good coffee, I highly recommend it. But until we meet next time, I want everybody to just kind of keep those thoughts of self-compassion in your mind. Be gentle with yourself and realize you are deserving too.